Hello and welcome to the Kiteboarding Coach podcast. Yes, it's Tom, the Kiteboarding Coach from thekiteboardingcoach.com. How many times can I say the word the Kiteboarding Coach in this intro? Um, Yeah, coming at you from Cape Town. I've been here for the last six months now. It's been a great season and today I want to go through wave kite surfing tips, how anyone can improve their wave kite surfing. Um, It's quite a big subject and I've been making loads of videos about it the last few weeks and writing loads of blog posts about it and something that I wanted to write a book on and I will eventually um, release a really good book on wave kite surfing but uh, for now just getting comfortable with podcasting my first few podcasts I'm uh, waffling on far too much and just not comfortable with talking uh, about it all um, reading from notes and things like that so thank you for bearing with me if you've been listening and now I can confidently visualize myself taking a lesson uh, rather than reading from a script so wave kite surfing how to get better so let's assume that you are now a competent wave kite surfer you the basics are you do a really good site assessment when you get to the beach you note all the dangers you know that you're it's a safe area to go kiting you're not going out in conditions that are um, too big for you you're comfortable with uh, your equipment you know what to do in an emergency you know where to put your safety on your front or your side you're comfortable that all your equipment is in good condition none of it's going to go wrong while you're out in the waves then you know the the basics which is the chicken jibe turn and run when there's a big wave Um, you know to go slow through the waves and you know to keep your kite up no matter what and you know what to do when you when the worst happens and you crash your kite in the waves there's several options that you've got of releasing your safety getting it relaunched Um, please check out my videos online on YouTube and I'll do some separate podcasts for those subjects Uh, but now I just want to appeal to those people who have been kiting a while and just really want to improve so a couple of things that we can really improve on I think is wave selection so this is probably the biggest or the best concept is choosing the right wave now when you're riding out to the waves there's two ways to get a wave you can either ride towards the wave and then turn on the wave or you can be riding from behind the wave and join the wave either way you've got to decide what's the right wave for you what's the best wave and here's the real big tip is waves don't come to you you have to go to the wave and so many new wave kite surfers struggle and they wonder what they're doing wrong and they're just not looking for the wave and if you watch a really good rider or someone who's in love with wave kite surfing their neck is like rubber they are looking all over the place they are literally eyes everywhere looking to the left looking to the right while they're riding and they're checking out the swell that's coming they're looking where do I have to position myself Um, not 
what the inexperienced people are doing where they're just riding along mowing the lawn as we say just going up and down la 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 oh why is there no waves why is everyone else catching all the waves and i'm not and that is purely because they're just not hungry just not looking for that wave so first off with wave selection you've just got to be looking for the wave and then position yourself to where the wave is sounds pretty simple so many people miss on that one so once you've got yourself to the right position i have to apologize we have a lot of wind in in cape town i've been so busy I, just to give you a snapshot of where i'm at at the moment i've been so busy organizing things for the upcoming portugal trip and getting all of my content out there and building a website i just haven't been kite surfing and it's the most ironic thing when it's really windy i'm in one of the best places in the world for kiting and i'm sat indoors <laughs> writing about kite surfing and i'm not out there it's crazy so yeah obviously my time will come and i've done some coaching this year and that's i've really enjoyed that and that keeps me going. I've been kiting for long enough now. I'm not as addicted as I used to be, I tell myself. But uh, seeing the waves here today, I woke up this morning, first thing I did, look out the window and just went, whoa, the waves are huge. Must be four meters and just massive waves. So yeah, that love of the waves never really goes away. I, I personally love small waves. Big waves, I've ridden my fair share. I've had a few crashes in big waves and it is quite scary. And I was really cocky up until I got slammed a few times and then realized, whoa, these waves need to be respected. Um, you can't be trying out new stuff or doing the kind of stuff that you, you can do on small waves and big waves. That's, wow, I'm getting well ahead of myself now for the tips because that really is a big learning curve as well. Something that, that I learned the hard way is small waves are fantastic. Now, I was inspired in Cape Town when I saw a guy. He must have been so hungry to smash some waves that uh, that he there was some one to two foot waves and he was destroying them. He must have come on holiday, hadn't got out for six months or something. And you could just see this guy was, yeah, he really wanted to throw the spray. And it feels really good to throw the spray. It's like you've painted a beautiful watery picture and, uh, and you can look back at it like a grenade has gone off. It's really, really good fun to, to do that. Now, not everyone likes that. My friend Ben, he's more of a rider than a slasher and I totally get his vibe. He's like, yeah, it's kind of surfy. And, and that's gone, I think, the same as in surfing. Um, and yeah, it's quite an aggressive thing to do, to smack a wave, but it just feels really nice. It's like connecting with a, uh, a, a baseball bat on a baseball when you reconnect like a golf club on a golf ball, like, uh, <laughs> like willow on leather. Like it's like a, a, it really feels like you've timed it just right and then you hit it and then all this spray comes off. So that's really really nice to, to get that feeling but you don't you, well, you can't really do it in unless you're a top pro on big big waves it's so much easier to do in one to two meter waves like two and a half meters it's just starting to get big and three meters like wow that that's has serious consequences yes you can throw spray 
but to really smash spray and for it to go 10 meters even 20 meters high um, is yeah you need to time it's just before the wave closes out just before it breaks it's like as you do your final turn you not only do a really sharp turn and so you slow down from going quite fast to stop then also the as you time it the white water of the wave just breaking breaks on your board at the same time that you hit it and that's how you get this amazing um, massive explosion that feels good the rooster tail is a bit different that's when you're literally just using the forces of your legs and and turning a sharp um, a sharp corner to to throw that rooster tail up but um yeah getting a big smack is is really quite something so anyway i digress there we go that's uh, that's a wave kite surfing addict if ever i've heard one talking um so first off choose your wave get out there have a look at the wave look for the wave and then get on the right wave one tip that i always remember is the first wave of a set is never the best wave you want the second or the third wave because they clean up the water so you get um, flatter water in between the waves however sometimes at some spots the first wave that comes in might be peachy so it just takes a bit of of experience to look at the waves and think and also to make mistakes crash um, obviously keep your kite up but yeah crash in the waves like in small waves the reason why I love them so much is I could there's no there's no consequence if you get it wrong so you can really experiment with uh, straightening your back foot is my favorite at the moment um, which is where you are um, you're you've done your turn as sharply as you can and here we go this is the secret I think my opinion of wave kite surfing is the sharper you can turn the better you are it's really quite a simple concept the theory is is that when you turn really sharply that means you have got more time to do another turn on the wave and then you can also decide what do I want to do now I've turned sharply do I want to go down the line of the wave um, you can look at the wave you can decide do I want to go for another turn do I want to do an aggressive turn do I want to do a floater um, is it time to run away from the wave like so it all goes back to the very basics which is the chicken jibe which is learning how to turn around and get away from the wave as quickly as possible it's just as, it's just as important so the the sharper you can do your turn the better now one bit of advice I seem to give all the time is to slow down because a lot of people and myself included I have to and I'm sure lots of riders who are better than me have to remind themselves because you're really amped up you're like yeah 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 I want to go and smack a wave I want to ride that wave yeah then if you're going too fast for that wave um, it's very difficult to turn sharply then you can as you turn it, and it's a fine line you from going too slow to too fast if you're going too slow it's actually better than if you're going too fast if you're going too fast then you can fall off then you're edging the board can skip um, out a bit like a 
a slide of a car but not a nice slide like it just goes and then you've kind of lost everything and also you it just you're under control and you feel better about it you because you're you're not completely on the edge um, you can build up to getting on the edge but uh, but yeah to start with just slow everything down just like getting through the waves is always better to go really slowly just the same as when you do your turn you also turn slowly but when I say turn slowly or sorry when you when you're on the wave doing your turn do it slowly I don't mean do it half-heartedly now if you're going slow you can really rip your your body around use like a like a boxer uses his um, his the torque of your head and your shoulders and your hips to really turn your whole body to then um, change your direction really quickly and then throw up the spray and just enjoy getting back on the wave and deciding what to do next so just by what I say go slow doesn't mean um, go less aggressively you can be really aggressive with your turn but you can do it uh, you can do it with less board speed. I hope that makes sense. So, yeah, if you're you're now you found the right wave, you're you've gone to it. Now the next thing, I mean, I've really gone off on one with, <laughs> without any real structure here. So the simplest way to ride a wave in, as I think everyone knows, is just to ride upwind. If you're in a cross shore, cross onshore, even cross offshore wind, riding upwind, slowing yourself down again, slowing yourself down to the same speed as the wave. And then as the wave picks you up and the gravity is like, it's like we all forget that waves are big. And when you get on a wave, it's like going down a hill. So this really foxes so many people, meaning it can, it really surprises them and then they let themselves get too much speed and when they have too much speed then they can outfly their kite so the lines go slack um, dig that nose in go over the front not be able to turn properly because I've got too much speed um, their kite goes behind them so one other good bit of advice that I've given lots of, uh, of uh, clients is push down the back of your board and lift the front of your board up and that just as a it slows you down that little bit extra another thing to do is to depower your kite sounds pretty obvious but the last thing you want when you're on a wave especially a big one you want your kite in front of you in front of the wave never at the top it might go from two o'clock to 12 o'clock from two o'clock to 12 o'clock in cross offshore it might go to 11 o'clock this is assuming that the waves going from left to right and the wind is on my back but in the same just always make sure your kite is either at 12 o'clock or in front of the wave when you're going so slow yourself down and just ride the wave in upwind this is really good fun like it's it's not technical and for people who are learning and even if you're a good wave kite surfer and confident on a big wave this is enough like you really don't need to be doing anything else just riding a four meter wave is a rush you don't need to risk um doing any turns on it to enjoy that uh, that experience so that's the basic basic basics the next thing is 
then doing small turns. So small turns meaning going from upwind to slightly downwind to back upwind to slightly downwind to back upwind to slightly downwind. So it's like a small snake position and your kite stays in the same place, usually above, um, in front of the wave, and you don't put any input into the, the kite, which is something about drifting. So drifting is when, and lots of wave-specific kites in the industry talk about, oh, it doesn't work unless you've got a drifting kite. I don't believe that. You can make any kite work, but a kite that drifts definitely makes life easier. Um, because when you're on a wave, a lot of the time, you're, you want to ride downwind and then back upwind, downwind and then back upwind. That's basically the turn. And if your kite isn't able to move downwind with you, quite a nice experiment I show people on the beach is I put the kite at 12 o'clock and then I run directly downwind with my kite above me and the kite runs with me. And then if I put the kite at 2 o'clock, Obviously, I've got to make sure that the beach is safe and there's no one around. Um, if I put the kite at two o'clock and then I run straight downwind, you can see my kite lines go slack and the kite starts falling down um, towards the ground. And lots, it's a really nice practical demonstration to show my um, uh, clients to, to say, hey, look, this is this is drift. This is what it means by, uh, by drifting, but also it, the position of your kite does affect um, the drift. Like most kites will drift much better. Any kite will drift if it's at 1 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. But as soon as it goes down to the edges of the wind window, unless it's a really good wave-specific kite, and even then you can still outrun your kite, but yeah, and it's, it's just better to keep that kite higher to drift it. So by doing, you're on the wave, and by going upwind, slightly downwind, upwind, slightly downwind, keeping the kite high, this is really, really good fun. It's a bit like snowboarding down a mountain and just doing small turns rather than big turns. You don't throw up really any spray. You're not really doing anything technical, but you're interacting with the wave. I'm going to put some videos up on YouTube soon um, and just go through it all in a bit more detail because it's such a nice easy way of doing it. Now something that does make a big difference is the wind direction. So I didn't realize how big a difference this makes until not that long ago, probably about a year ago when I entered the South African wave kite surfing championships, the masters as well. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Um, I didn't do very well. Uh, it was uh, quite a humbling experience. I even had, I got a coach, uh, Lide, um, who's the women's national champion and she's on the world tour. And, uh, and she was like, Tom, you're going to win. Like you go strapless. You are destroying the waves. So I went out with her on my perfect day and got some great photos and it was like two and a half to three meters and I was annihilating these these waves. I'm like, yeah. So I turn up, quick story, turn up to this, an embarrassing one and uh, please don't tell anyone. But as I turn up to the beach and all the, the other masters, the older guys, um, were all going strapped and it was a 35 to 40 knot day and it was four meter waves, like three and a half meter, crazy, choppy, big. And you get extra points for 
going strapless. I'm like, come on, I'm going to go strapless. I haven't worn my straps, you know, all season. So I'm not going to go uh, strapped today. It's crazy. Even the, the younger guys are all out strapless. I'm going out strapless. And then I started listening to what the judges wanted as well. Got chatting to the judges. They're like, yeah, we want to see loads of, uh, we don't want to see you going far away from the wave. You want to stay close to the wave. Uh, <laughs> we want you to, uh, to it's all about um, how many turns you get. And of course you score nothing if you don't claim the wave at the end. So I'm like, cool, okay, yeah, awesome. Like trying to really get on well with the judges, make them like me a bit so they might give me the odd extra point. Really still convinced at this point because the women's, national champion had told me Tom I really think you can win this so cockiness levels were far too high then I get my first heat and, uh, and all of a sudden the reality of competition kicked in and I realized how stressful it was you know I've spent countless hours of my life in the last 10 years 15 years like just having fun not caring the world yeah wave 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 Right then, it was like, oh my God, I've got six minutes. I know, it was 11 minutes. And uh, and the first, like, three waves, uh, well, it seemed like the first three minutes was just spent getting upwind. And uh, and then as soon as I got on a wave, then I, these voices in my head, right, I've got to go close to the wave. I've got to go, I'm too close to the wave. I'm not close far away. Um, I've got to, and it just became super stressful. And I wasn't in my flow. And... I fell off the first, I think, pretty much everything. I, I got some good turns, and uh, and then on the closeout, just going for some spectacular, like, yeah, big smack to finish, to win the whole event on one wave. And then the board just falls off. I go flying, and then, uh, yeah, just not cool trying to get my board back, wasting half the heat. And then uh, got back out, looked on the leaderboard, and there I am last. <laughs> absolutely last like no this can't be happening you know I do this for a living I teach wave kite surfing for a living I've had coaching like I, I and I'm gonna be last this this can't happen so second heat thinking they are I'm gonna pull it all out and the pressure of just of being last just got to me again kept falling off my board on the wave just totally out of my comfort zone and came last so there we go that's the that's my my share of uh, of kiting, and of course everyone. It by that time it had got so windy and so choppy that the guys on the straps were just having it away, and really looked amazing riding with them strapped. And the winner was doing a kite a back roll kite loop on the wave, which is super cool to to watch. Okay, it's not uh, strapless, but uh, it's still amazing to land back on a wave. And to be doing to do to mix freestyle with wave kite surfing, awesome, just absolutely awesome. So yeah, went back and uh, and haven't been back since. I will go and enter, and I will uh, have learned from that experience, and uh, and realised that actually competing, you have to show a lot of restraint, and you really have to have a strategy to that competing. And I'm very much looking forward to doing some more events. And, uh, and I really think that uh, I've got a chance, but then I thought that that time. Anyway, some other tips. So after you've done your small turns, like they're small turns without sending the kite, the next thing to do is to send the kite and to turn more aggressively. Now this really only works when your, your wind direction is cross onshore. If it's cross offshore, then you you can't send the kite. 
you don't need to send the kite. And cross shore, you send the kite usually from 2 to 12, um, or from 10 till, if you're on the other side, from 10 till 12. But, um, but yeah, if you're cross onshore, then you almost need to send the kite right the way across the other side of the window. And you've really, as you're, as you you come away from the wave, you pull on your backhand, and your kite must go from say two o'clock through the window all the way through till ten o'clock, avoiding twelve o'clock, avoiding one and eleven o'clock, just to go through the power zone like it's a three D power zone, not a two D power zone, and. As you turn and the kite's going low across the water, not too low, but you know, low enough, um, about 45 degrees, then you've got to do the next turn before your kite gets to the invisible wall of the wave. Now, I'm just going to explain that. So, someone said to me a really nice uh, bit of advice. They said, I imagine that the wall, the wave has a hundred meter wall above it and you could see that wall as if it was uh, above the uh, above the uh, the wave and as this wall is coming towards you you've got to make sure that your kite doesn't go through that wall so if your kite goes through that wall it's very difficult to get your kite back before you turn and if you don't if if you're on the wave and your kite's behind the wave pulling you over the wave then you're not going to be able to turn to go back in front of the wave and to really enjoy a wave and have some fun you really want to have your kite in front of you so the other little bit of tip the other little bit the other tip is to move your kite before you do anything else so you really don't want to be, this is why I love the Ozone Rio so much, is because it's so fast that you can get away with so much more. And it's such a direct, and it puts some people off because it's so fast. And in the smaller sizes, it, it's crazy fast. Like even the 12 that I was riding in Peru, that was like a nine meter for other kites. And I rode it back to back with a Oza, um, with a Neo, and with a Cabrina, the new drifter, and it was just like in another league, like in a, it's, it was just another another realm. When you got back on the Rio after flying those two kites, it was like, oh God, I'm back home. Like that was, I'm um, really happy to, to be back on the kite. And that speed, that directness of movement. So if you're going towards the wave and it's got the wall above it, and you want to, um, change or, or let's say you've made a mistake and you've let the kite go over the wall and you can then pull aggressively on the bar and the kite comes back to where you want it so fast that you got away with it and in fact then you can start improving and then you can have fun with the kite at, with the wave and not actually have to think about the kite it's all done with one hand movement rather than having to take a hand off to put two hands on the bar to then muscle the kite on the other direction it's all just done with a flick of the wrist and then you can just really play with the wave and you're not thinking about your kite because 
it's almost by thinking about where you put the kite is where the kite goes and that's a a plug for the uh for the the ozone rio but it's the truth it's the best kite i've ever flown uh, i know i've been flying the rpm for many years and i loved it they never went wrong um it's just direct and easy once you get used to it it's fantastic because you can uh, it's just a, a a hybrid c-shaped kite um and the ozone is a hybrid c-shaped kite but it's just tweaked to be super fast it's an amazing kite so yeah so if you're you're now riding on the wave and you're sending the kite hard in both directions then you're really your timing is everything and it takes a lot of time to to get this timing there's you've just got to practice at your spot or practice um wherever you are even if you're on flat water just practice those s calves sending the kite the other way another tip that i that's really helped me over the the years see when you for advanced kite surfing if you watch the really top guys what they they're doing is and the surfers as well is they're straightening their back back leg after the turn so well, you can do this front side you can do it back side so imagine you've got the surfboard and you turn uh, as sharply as you can but then as you, at the end of the turn so once you've turned almost all the way round you straighten your back leg and you slide the board the back end of the board out just like an oversteering car and it looks amazing but it feels amazing and of course it generates masses of of uh, spray and also on top of that it um, slows you down and it's super stylish you just feel like you've owned that turn because not only have you done the turn in the right place in the wave but for extra style points and for extra fun you've slid the board round to the and stopped the slide when you wanted it to stop it is a magnificent move so how do you do that how do you practice to do that what i did is i practiced sliding on the flat so on the days when i was doing downwinders when the waves weren't that good i just spent hours and hours and hours every time i did a turn i pushed the fins away i pushed and pushed and pushed until i could break those fins away and and eventually i got used to sliding and then i started doing it on waves and then i started doing it strapless and uh and yeah now that's why i love smaller waves the bigger waves there's just a bit more risk but i've just made a video about keeping your kite up in the sky and it's such a great technique so as you progress and as you get better obviously you're going to fall off a lot more and you can fall off in total confidence if you watch my YouTube video that even stars Machu Lopez and Ayrton Consolini. Um, boy, actually, it's a silhouette. It could have been either of them. Um, it, but it is just one of them. Uh, you can see that everyone, if you crash in the waves, even the top riders, they forget the board and they concentrate on flying the kite meaning that's where their focus goes they put two hands on the bar and fly the kite towards the wave pull themselves through the wave easy most of them have a leash and then put the le uh, get the board back and they're back up and riding even after a huge crash in a matter of seconds so that 
helps you when you know that to push a bit harder every time because you know, ah, it's not so bad. Like, you're going to be okay. It's not like you're going to have to swim back, you're going to crash your kite, you've lost your board, you, there's rocks, like, there's, uh, it's a definitely a, a really good thing to learn because it will help you to progress because your confidence will be so much higher. Okay, um, any other tips that I've got um, about uh, how to improve your riding? I think to summarise is to to make your turns sharper, to slow down, to get your sharper turns, and to um, send your kite um, across the window low if you're going to be doing a really aggressive turn to go back and hit the wave. Um, And if you're not doing aggressive turns, then the kite goes from 2 o'clock to 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock to 12 o'clock. That's usually for cross offshore winds or cross shore winds. You can get away with that. Um, Ah, yes, another uh, really nice tip that I'd love to share that I think everyone can do who's uh, riding in the waves is riding down the line. So this is really good fun and it's very, very easy. And I have to say, I really enjoy it. I think it looks stylish. I love getting close to the wave. And so let's imagine we're we're on the wave, we're riding on the wave, the kite's in front of us and it's in front of the wave. And we're riding along, so imagine that you've picked up the wave. The wave is an, it's sitting up, you've got lots of time to play with this wave. It's not a big wave, so imagine you're now confident and you're going to start enjoying playing with this wave. So what you do is you turn downwind and you ride down the line, meaning you ride um along the wave so not the waves not pushing you along but you're cutting into that wave and as you cut into that wave if you keep your kite high either at one o'clock or at 11 o'clock then the kites in front of you so it's ready to go and it's not pulling you on the other side of the wave and you if you go low now so bend your legs and move the your body weight lower towards the board and keep cutting into the wave, cutting into the wave, and you can do small little S carves, small turns, S type moves, and then keep going, keep going, right until the the wave is going to close out, so it's gonna break, and then just as it breaks, and usually if you're low down, even if it's a small wave, the, the break of the wave, or the crest of the wave, the top of the wave, and you're in the pocket of the wave, which is like the deepest part of the wave, um, at the lowest part of the wave, then when you see the wave breaking, it kind of blocks out the sun, it looks like a monster, you know, you really feel that you're on the wave, and you've had to do no, you've not had to do this paddle like the surfers, you've not had to lay around in the water for ages, and you just... I just love it. It really is one of the best feelings looking at the wave as it breaks and then just before it breaks, you can then turn, put the pressure back to go back upwind and then run away from the wave and just as it crashes, it's fantastic. Really good fun. And this is, I've got barreled by doing that. I can remember um, 
down at uh, Hakat, which is in uh, Cape Town, which is a semi-secret spot because it's nowhere near a car park. So you get some of the best waves and everyone stays um, out, out the way for some crazy reason. Um, so, yeah, down there. And one time I just remember the sun going, blocking out. And I thought, wow, this that's beautiful. And then the wave was on my left and now it was on my right as well. And I just had that aha moment of like, wow, I'm in a barrel. And my kite's just poking out the end and the water as I looked up, just uh, just going over the uh, over my face was just amazing. And not technical at all. I was just pointing my board downwind, uh, cutting into the wave, keeping the kite high and putting my body weight low. God, I wish I'd have done that in the competition. I might have got some points then. So, um, so yeah, as I as uh, as you edge back upwind and get away from the wave, then there is another thing that you can do as that's a really nice feeling, and that's just before the wave breaks, you can stand up a little bit higher now, and then instead of running away, you edge into the wave you go up to the top of the wave and just as the white water breaks you as you go up the wave you end up going over the top of the breaking wave and then as you angle your board down the wave then you come down with the falling water of the breaking wave and you'd be amazed what you can get away with um if you just go with it, just uh, just go with the direction of travel, you kind of think, oh my God, I'm going to fall, like I'm definitely going to fall, but it reminds me of when I did my powerboat license, Andy Gratwick in Pool Harbour, and I was about to crash a boat at one mile an hour because of, of the tide movements, and he said to me, Tom, don't worry, you haven't crashed a boat until you've crashed a boat. And it's always stuck with me, that makes makes me chuckle, because he was right, I hadn't hit the boat yet, so I still had some time to uh, to mess around with the throttle and, and uh, try to get away from hitting the uh, £10 million Sunseeker, which I did actually hit. But, um, yeah, the, the my point being is, is that you'd be amazed at what you can get away with, even strapless, when you think, wow, I'm never going to be able to land that, and you do. And it's like, oh, oh, I can land that. Okay, so that's okay. So, yeah, never give up when you're landing. And it's a floater. The move I'm describing, the surfers do it, and it's a floater. So it's when you ride along the top of the wave that's breaking. It's like your your exit from the wave. It's super stylish. It feels like you're floating. And, uh, and if you get it right, then as you come down, you come down eventually with a big slap. And it feels amazing. And you kind of look around like, did, did anyone see what I just did? Did anyone see that? Usually no one ever does. And you have to tell everyone. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. So it didn't happen. But you know it happened. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah, that's one other thing to do is riding down the line, which is really, really good fun. Um, practice pushing your back leg out and straight straightening your back leg. That's really nice, really good fun, and do it on the on the flat beforehand. Practice riding down the line. Practice uh, doing the floaters. Practice in small waves. Go and have loads of fun. Um, remember to keep your kite up, and uh, yeah, make sure that you uh, get some video footage of yourself. If you want to 
send anything in to me. Um, I'm very happy to slow it down, make a little video about it, um, give you my tips and opinions. I'm certainly not the best rider in the world, but I love my wave kite surfing, as you can probably tell, and, uh, and I've got a good idea about how you can improve. And I love breaking things down to, there's really three things. There's the kite, your body, and the board. And that kind of, that's the three things to look at when you're when you're improving and and then also just break it down into little steps as well and you can see how to improve how to get better there's so much to to learn in wave kite surfing like i'm really looking forward to now um doing a 360 on the wave that's really exciting me to to be able to do a turn and then spin all the way around um, and then also I've been experimenting with unhooking, which is a lot easier than you think, as long as you know the basics. There's a great video by Ben Wilson about how to unhook. I think I'm going to copy his video and make just an updated version to show people just how easy it is. And all oh, that's given me an idea about making some videos about down loops as well, because down loops are really easy. And lots of people are scared of the looping the kite because they think it's, it's really um, extreme and it's not at all. If the secret of unhooking and down loops on the water is to go towards the kite, and of course it takes out all the power. But when you, until you actually see how easy it is, then uh, yeah, and also to keep pulling for the down loop, that's really important. Um, yeah, okay, I digress. But um, yeah, so if you want to, me to have a word with your, have a look at your um, riding, then get in contact. If you really want to come and have an amazing week, um, then come and join me in Portugal for uh, for really it looks I'm so excited about going to Portugal um, for waves they it looks like there's so many nice waves there it looks like it's empty I hate I shouldn't use that word but I do I don't like kite surfing in big crowds anymore um, I think the vibe has got lost um, where I can remember everyone knew everyone's name in kite surfing even around the world and it's still kind of like that there's still a really nice camaraderie I hope everyone's friendly to each other but when you get to a spot and there's two three four hundred kites limited amounts of waves and dare I say it some pretty aggressive types um, clashing it's not cool, and rather than try to make it, it is what it is, I can't change people, but I can be nice, and everyone listening to this, I hope, if anyone is listening to this, then uh, Ben, I know you're listening to this, I hope you're listening to this, um, anyway, I know that we can all be nice to people on, on the water, and ignore it, and uh, obviously there's some stressed out people out there, but personally, I think the best thing to do with kite surfing is go to other spots. And someone said it's a bit like being a surfer in the 60s as a kite surfer now. There's so many places we can go that you don't have to spend that time in a crowd. And part of the fun of kite surfing is not just the riding and the progression. I think it's a group of, of friends um, checking Google Earth, going on a, an adventure, finding new spots, going to places where there's no one and scoring paradise. You know, that's... What more could you want? And that's Portugal. And I can't believe no one's exploited Portugal for what it is. So I'm really happy to to take groups of people, load the van up and uh, and go there and we can do some freestyle and some waves. 
it's uh, and and have reliable wind, beautiful scenery. So yeah, you can appreciate why I'm so excited. I thought I'd have to go to Mauritius or somewhere a long way away from the UK to find that, but uh, no, per Portugal looks like it could be the right place. Yeah, if you uh, want. Um, any, uh, if you've got any questions or anything, please get in contact. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the links um, on the my website. Uh, I'll put in some notes uh, where to go for some really useful links for all the things that I think will help you in kite surfing. And you can see all my gear reviews. And uh, yeah, hope that's been of value to you. Um, look forward to seeing you on the water. Be safe. Have loads of fun. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care.